What's up, everybody? Chris and Ashley here on Honorado and Company. The wild card round lived up to its Ooh. name. It was awesome. Even the Niners win and the Cowboys win, which was multiple scores difference. Still, I, I just the games had intrigue for me, Ash, that was difficult to to turn away from them at any point. And now we come to what I have called the best weekend in the NFL season because you get yeah. the one seeded teams into play. And I think there's great potential for these four games in the, in the divisional round to exceed what we saw wildcard weekend. I think it'll be tough to exceed what we saw wildcard weekend. I like more games. Um, so I'm into, you know, last weekend, but. And yeah. you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't believe more is better. Uh, more fills time, but I don't believe that, that more is better. We're going to break down the divisional round games here. Can the Giants find another way to, to upset uh, an opponent this week? We'll share a comment from one of our viewers about, you know, maybe this team reminds him of, of one of those Eli Manning squads that, that won two Super Bowls. Uh, we'll get into what we're seeing from our guys, Kevin Herter and Joseph Gerard III on the basketball court. Haven't done a ton of hoops on the show to this point uh, in the season. And some changes coming to baseball at the AAA level. When will we see it at the major league level? And I am very surprised at ESPN's preseason oh. power rankings. I am a little baseball. Too. Here we go. is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. All right, Ash, here we go. Let's just roll call it now. Sam Let's do it. Is watching. I like this. Sam, this is becoming like the Yankees. We appreciate it, man. You know, first-time commenter, Vince, uh, he says more is better. So disagree with, with me right off the jump. Vince, more's you're better. out. It's, it's been nice you're having in. you. Gone. Okay? You're in. Carol, good morning. Good to see you. And Stephanie is watching as well. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out here on Honorado and Company. You can catch us live every Thursday, 10 a.m. on News Channel 13's Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You want to watch us on TV? You can do that. Saturday nights at 6 on my four Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings at 6. Vince, hang YouTube. out. We'll uh, we'll get you there. We are definitely going to do that, Vince. Absolutely. Yeah. Um because I'm telling you, uh, Ash put the top five into the show. I didn't. I hadn't seen them either, Vince. Um, but when I saw the graphics, she, I thought, yeah, these I, are last year's rankings. I, I, that's what, I saw year. them too, and I thought, are these real? And yeah. I looked, and I thought, well, I guess they're real. So I'm, I'm putting them in. Okay, so that's that's coming up on the show here, uh, and we'll of course do our pick six vodka NFL pick them straight winners when it comes to the postseason is how we're rolling the rest of the way here. We're all season long. We were against the spread. Yep. All right. How do, how, do the, how do the Giants do? Not do they. Will they? How? How do the Giants pull off another upset this weekend? The key for me, and I think a lot of people are going to say, well, you have to worry about Jalen Hurts mm -hmm. and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders is a heck of a running yep. back people don't generally talk about in the NFL. I think people are going to say the defense, Giants defense has to play well. That's not it for me, Ash. The Giants have to protect Daniel Jones. This is the best pass rush in all of football. 70 regular season sacks for the Eagles. 15 better 
than the team that ranks second in the league in that category. This is a, this is a difficult task for a Giants offensive line. And I'm going to throw in Matt Breida and Saquon Barkley, too, because they're going to need extra protectors for yeah. Daniel Jones. Now, Jones has the ability to escape the pocket and run like we saw last week. Yeah. But this pass rush is different than Minnesota's. The defense overall is different than Minnesota's. So for me, the key to the Giants pulling off an upset here is giving Jones time to throw. Yeah, I don't disagree. But uh, for me, I would say what side of the ball has to be better than they were last weekend for them to win this game? Well, the defense has to be better. Uh, it For me, it wasn't – if the offense comes out and does what they did last weekend, they give themselves a chance. They can't give up 30 points to the Eagles and hope to win because you're not going to trade shots with them. Uh, listen, Kirk Cousins had a really good game. Sure did. And they won despite that. It, it was the Giants' offense that kept them in that game, not the defense. The defense didn't play all that great. They did make adjustments. Listen, they did a great job on Justin Jefferson, which is is half the battle with that team. But TJ Hawkinson ate them alive in the first half. They made an adjustment. So they made adjustments, but they still weren't great. I think the the defensive side of the ball has to be better in order for that result to be the same, which is a Giants W. And what kind of Jalen Hurts are we going to get? I mean, I would see, I know Nick Sirianni is saying, and Jalen Hurts is saying, I'm 100%. I'm better than I was in the regular season finale. Now there's been two weeks between, so he's had time to, to rest that shoulder that needed some healing. We're going to know early on, I think, if if Hertz shows the willingness to run early in this game, we're okay. He feels good. He's not worried about it. He, he's not afraid to take a hit. On top of that, I'm interested to see how Sirianni calls this thing. Is the playbook does the playbook shrink a little bit, and is Hertz a little uh, hesitant to get outside of the pocket? Or to run beyond the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Th- those are early things. And I love that this game is Saturday night. It's going to be wild in Philadelphia. It's, it's the perfect I don't love setup it so much. for this divisional round game. Uh, it's awesome. Well, you don't have to worry about being late at work. You're good. I'm going to be on a football or I'm going to be on a lacrosse field oh, the entire time the game is happening. Listen to this. So the NLL moved the Philadelphia Wings game to one o'clock. And I thought, well, what's the deal? Like, we don't have Giants fans in New York. We've got two New York teams playing, the Riptide and the Firewolves. Yeah. And we didn't move this game. Mm. So forget the Giants fans. It's all mm. about the Philadelphia fans. It's messed up. Well, I think that, te- that that tells you the level of passion in one city, state, compared to the other. Yeah, I'm not Philly, sure. I mean, Philadelphia fans are they're crazy, misguided, as it may be, more passionate than... You know, New York Giants fans. Yeah. I think. Okay. What I've experienced anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna be score watching as much as I can without, you know, you know, while still doing my job. Nick is in the house. He's got the hoot going. And then I love this because Nick is our, our resident Bengals fan. We're clapping back. And, and Melissa has <laughs> become our resident Bills fan, yep. which we absolutely love. Who dem? Who day? Who dem? I don't know. But this is nice. We got a little back and forth. Yeah, yeah, here, yeah, right? yeah. Tad bit nervous. Okay, so I'm glad Melissa said that because it 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 she should be on the show. It segues into what we had teed up next, and that is whether or not the Bills are in trouble after a close call against the Dolphins. And I could ask the same question of the about the Bengals. I was are they say in that. trouble yeah. after their close call against Baltimore? If you were to rewrite this, should we say 
Who are you more worried about at this point, right. Buffalo or Cincinnati? Uh, listen, I'm not sure either team feels good about the performance last weekend in the wild card round mm. against backup quarterbacks. Though Neither of those games should have been as close as they were. The thing that sets them apart and makes them different for me is that the Bills did everything they could to lose that game and still won it. So for me, I, I think that you don't turn the ball over or you turn it over once instead of three times. One doesn't go for a touchdown. I think the Bills might be in better shape than the Bengals. The Bengals are losing offensive linemen like crazy. No. Every single week they lose a new offensive lineman. So it, again, you talked about protecting Jalen Hurts. If they can't protect Joe Burrow, I think it's going to be a problem for the Bengals. So I'm going to say I'm more concerned about the Bengals only because of their health and also because I think the turnovers are fixable. If they're not fixable, then the Bills aren't going to win that game. Josh Allen has turned the ball over a lot, a lot. this year. A lot. And even if he hasn't turned it over, he's been loose with the ball yep. and, and they've been fortunate to recover. Um, but that's not is. too different than, listen, Mahomes went through this. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about just kind of the free and easy style of play, a little bit careless. Um, it's different than Daniel Jones. It, it's just a little bit more like Brett Favre-like. Jones, every time he got hit, he lost the ball. That's yeah. not really what happens with yeah. uh, Josh Allen. But he's like a little more free and loose and on the wild side <laughs> than uh, those guys. Boy. I hope that you're is. right because I'm I'm interested in uh, – listen, I'm just kind of over the Chiefs. The Chiefs are fun to watch, but I'm a little bit over the Chiefs. I was good with the Bengals being in it last year. Um, yeah, I, I hope you're right. Coming in strong, says Buffalo, Cincinnati. Yeah. Winner of that one will beat Kansas City. Now, if it's Cincinnati, they have to go to Arrowhead. Big difference. If it's Buffalo, yeah. they'll play in Atlanta, that neutral site game yeah. for the AFC championship game. Um, the AFC is where it's at, right? I mean, oh. every game in the AFC intrigues me. And that's not to say, ultimately, I'm interested in the Niners I, I, yeah. in, the, in the NFC. I think they're... Very, very good. Uh, it, their defense is phenomenal. It's probably the best defense in the league. So uh, they interest me, but like the – I don't know. A Cowboys-Niners to me is really fun. Um, the, I, I know, you know, people who are 20 and to 30 may not get this, but like Cowboys-Niners back in the heyday was where it was at. It's like Emmett Smith, Jerry Rice, Troy Eggman. Those, those are the names that, you know, come up, but it's Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. But the idea that it's those two teams playing is interesting. I just think the best teams are in the AFC. Yes. There, to me, there, there's no doubt about that. Um, and for a long period of time, the Eagles were, were the favorites to win yep. the Super Bowl this year. A uh, road team with the best chance to win in the divisional round. Giants for me. I, I was Giants last week. Hmm. I'm Giants this week. I, I like the matchup in terms of like, you're going to give me a divisional opponent. They've seen them two times. Two weeks ago, they didn't play any of their starters, they had nothing to play for, and that was a close game with Jalen Hurts and most of those guys in the lineup for Philadelphia. So I like if you're gonna if I have to pick one, it's gonna be the Giants. I thought you were gonna say Cincinnati, but okay. Yeah, I mean defending AFC champs, what have they won? Ten in a row at this point, nine in a row, whatever the number is that they've they've won. Uh Cincinnati. Okay. I'm not saying Cincinnati doesn't have a really good chance. I think they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they win, but I like I like the matchup better for the Giants. I did pick one road team. Could Giants in the NFC Championship game? Could I can. You imagine? 
I can imagine. I, can't, I mean, I can't. My mind doesn't quite accept, but yeah, it's it would be unbelievable. And, and look, this is totally different. I, I'm going to read a comment here really quickly just from Do our it. buddy, uh, Bill Blake, who commented oh, before the show got started. He says, not quite sure this Giants team can win it all, but feels like they got some of the mojo of those Super Bowl teams with Eli. Get hot at the right time, pull off upset after upset on the road. Here's the difference for me. Um, the Giants' first trip to the Super Bowl, they were the dog the whole way, mm -hmm. um, similar to the way they are now, okay? Yep. But you had one of the greatest defensive lines in NFL history. Yep. Uh, they called it the, the NASCAR package with Tuck and Strahan <laughs> and Yuman Yora and Kiwanuka. Um, and I you mean, had, a, had a burgeoning Hall of Fame quarterback, a uh, number one overall pick, a guy who even before that run through the playoffs, you, you felt like he was the franchise guy. I mean, th there were no questions about him the way there, there have been with Daniel Jones. So, yep. uh, I don't know. I just I see too much of a difference for me to to say this is similar to that. All of that yeah. said, you get to this stage and you're playing a, a divisional opponent. Granted, you lost to him twice in the regular season. Yeah. That, all bets are off here. I mean, there's I you know they're not this great underdog on Saturday night the way I see it anyway. Mm -hmm. I, but but they're not. I'm not giving them the Giants as the best chance to win as a road team. I, I'll reveal that when we do our pick six vodka and oh. I'll pick them. Let's take a quick time out here. We'll look back on wildcard weekend. Um, we might even touch on some Jags chiefs here. Cause I think that game has more intrigue than, than we're, we're giving it credit for. Uh, is Brady done that, that post-game press conference? Is he saying goodbye to the NFL or just to Tampa, Tampa. Bay? We're back right after this. Teams. Athletes, organizations, we're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. The temperatures are dropping, which means the holidays are right around the corner. Tis the season at Elfenhouse Ski Shop, where you'll receive up to 50% off top ski and snowboard brands like K2, Vocal, Nordica, and LipTech. And check out our selection of footwear from Muck and Ugg, as well as casual and hiking apparel from Patagonia and the North Face. We also have the latest in winter fashion from Fly Low, Marma, Obermeyer, and Helly Hansen. And an Elfenhouse gift card is the perfect gift for the adventure on your list. Elfenhouse in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Well, the support we get from all of our local business partners on the show uh, through the entirety of 2022 and now into 2023. So our thanks to uh, each and every single one of those businesses that support us. And of course, the yes. people who watch us each and every single week. If you saw Tom Brady's press conference, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. If you didn't, he saved time at the end of that postgame presser uh, in the media room. Tampa loses to Dallas. It's the end of his contract with the Buccaneers. And it was a lot of thank yous. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the fans. Thank you to the, media, the media. 
Thank you weird. to the organization. He says how much he's, he loves the organization, blah, 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 blah. He is not going to play for the Buccaneers next no. year. So my question is, that was, a, that was a goodbye. Yep. Is it goodbye to Tampa or is it goodbye to the NFL at 45 years old? Is he going to come back and play as a 46-year-old and start all over again, all over again in a new situation? I do not believe that it's goodbye to the NFL. It, this year was a bad year for him, not on a great team. I can't see him going out that way. And listen, I don't think he's going to go out with the Super Bowl because I'm not sure he can win another. He's not going to play for the Bills or the Chiefs or someone that's already preloaded. Um, but I don't I don't see him going. He's not ready yet. Listen, he retired last year, and now he's played one more season. You think that's it for him? I just think he's he's not going anywhere. He's Tom Brady. He's going to play till he's okay. 100. Okay, so I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I I think he continues. But that was to just play. a nice thank you for to Tampa for my couple. There of years have been here. people who say it's time to walk away, and then there are people who say you can't go out like that. Right. And, well, and the longer you extend your career, yeah, we threw that up. The longer, no, the longer you extend your career, Ash, the less likely it is you're going to go out near the top. I'm not talking about on top. I'm no, just talking about. Kind of close to the top, yep. like where you can see the summit, not actually on it. But I'm like, boy, I don't want to go another thousand feet, but I, uh, it's up there. I can tell it's up there. Yeah. I so, mean, listen, we all knew he should have gone out after he won a Super Bowl in Tampa because that was like, no you doubt. come in first year, win another Super Bowl. It's the me, not Belichick whole argument. You've won it. It's it. You're good to go. You're the greatest ever. That's when you go out. But now that you've played again, well, you can't go out like that. That's for sure. You can't go out with one of the biggest stinkers of his playoff career. That was brutal. When you say all the games, that game was terrible. It was terrible from start to finish. It wasn't close. It it was all bad. All right, so the best landing spots. These are the quarterbacks that uh, will – well, let's start with Brady. He's on the list. We're talking about him. Let's just start with him. Sure. Best landing spot for Brady, assuming he's going to play in 2023. Carolina? No. I don't, you know, why? What does Carolina I, have? Nothing. I don't want, a, like, I just don't, don't, I don't think he's going to Vegas. He doesn't, I don't, do you think he wants to go to New York? Like, uh, that doesn't feel like a, I, my guess is, like, Carr to the Jets, Jimmy G to, to Las Vegas, like or, or Rogers to Las Vegas, I just can't see him going to either of those two spots. So then, where do you end? Where does he end up? I think New York and Vegas are the only options for That's him. That's what I mean, though. Like, and and I don't think he's going to either one because where is everybody else going? Well, what are the other teams? Okay, but you're saying you're saying you don't think he's going there. You're, but but I think what you're telling us is you don't think either of those teams want him. I yes, I would agree. I think there are better options. Okay. Younger what I'm options. saying is, I think Brady would like to go to one of those two spots. Sure. I think the Jets would take him. But don't you think they would take one of those other younger no, guys? No, no, no. He's only going to give you a year, maybe two. Maybe. Uh, if, if he only gave Tampa one year, how did it end? That's- a Super Bowl. And... And remember, when he went to Tampa, it was a very different roster. And I know we're judging yes. Brady here. But but when he just went to Tampa year one, 
they were loaded on the offensive line. They had all the receiving option, uh, weapons you could need. The, the defense was stout, and, and, and it was still good this year. The defense struggled, obviously, against the Cowboys. But the Jets are just one plug and play away. And this is the exact situation, a few years removed, from Brady leaving New England to go to Tampa because he saw the potential. That's there in New York. It's not really there in Vegas. That defense is bad. No, I, I agree. I, I don't think I don't think guess. they're one plug and play quarterback away from a Super Bowl in New York. Really? You need a healthy Brees Hall. We're not sure that's going to happen. Okay. He could definitely use some more receivers. Like that's not the best receiving core. Let it's not even a top five receiving core. Maybe with Brady it is. Uh, Garrett Wilson looks like he's going to be a beast. He's great. He's uh, and great. and when what outside of him. It's not the only move the Jets would make. Okay, obviously, they didn't make the playoffs, so they have a decent draft pick. Um, they could go get some more help if they wanted to. I think you're going to see certain guys become cap casualties, and all of a sudden there's a receiver or a running back who wants to just go play with Brady. Yeah. I, I, love it. Is, I hope it happens because it's a dream scenario for just people like you and I who want to talk about it. It's, it's something. For me, I just think, like, say you plug somebody and it just doesn't work year one, which we understand that. Like, Tom Brady was an anomaly in Tampa Bay. There aren't many quarterbacks you could plug into a Super Bowl-ready team and win a Super Bowl, as crazy as that sounds. I just think there there's a lot to be determined still with that team. And if it's going to take two or three years, well, maybe you don't have the time with Brady. You have mm -hmm. the time with a guy like Derek Carr and a guy like Jimmy G. You have the yeah. time to give them a year, get into the playoffs, and then make that next step. You've got the time. Okay, let me play this one out for you. Yeah. You bring in Brady for a year, and you hope that he is the magic elixir mm -hmm. to Zach Wilson. You, you, you have Brady teaching no. Zach Wilson how out to on the play Wilson experiment. this position. Just yeah, a thought. But no, because if it doesn't work, now you're starting over again. If it doesn't work in the first year with Brady, you are now starting over again. Jimmy G's a year older, Derek Carr's a year older, or you're drafting another quarterback. That's why I'm not in on it. Because if it's you get Jimmy G or Derek Carr to take that to have a year under his belt with that team, well, now you're not rebuilding. You're just building on that. I'm not convinced that one year of Brady, if it doesn't work, is a good thing for the Jets no matter what. I don't think they do, Jason. I don't think they believe in Wilson, but you publicly have to say it. Oh. It's the game. I don't think Robert Sala and Joe Douglas believe in Zach Wilson. I, I, but but you can't throw him under the bus. He's right. two years into his NFL career. There was belief that – and look, Sam Darnold actually played pretty well late in the season. Yeah. You, you can't say the guy is done and has no chance. You're going to lose – other players around the league. I, yeah, you might keep the locker room now, but you're going to lose the potential of other guys that like, oh, why do I want to go play there if they just throw their guys on? You have to you have to try to, to salvage yeah. something out of the number two overall pick, period. And I don't think it's going to work, and I think they know it's not going to work. But, but you can't be – So play this out. Where are they going for you? Garoppolo to Vegas for me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't disagree. The Niners are no longer an option, right? Are we Are we – I don't think, I mean, you've got two guys who are 23 24. years old who yeah. you've yeah. got to figure out because if yeah. Trey Lance okay. doesn't work, at least you've got Brock Purdy and it's very clear that he's a capable quarterback. How about LA? 
I know they're going to, I know they're picking up Stafford's option. Yep, but that doesn't million, mean anything. $60 million. Yeah, he's hurt. But if he's not healthy, you need a quarterback. Is yep. Baker the guy? Maybe Baker's the guy there. I don't hate that. And that's the thing. I think they're good for now because if Stafford isn't healthy to start the season, then Baker starts. Carolina needs a quarterback. New Orleans will need a quarterback. Houston. That's not a bad situation either. Houston might need a quarterback. Well, nobody wants to go there. I mean, you know, if you don't have the number one overall pick, and they don't, um, right. are you getting Bryce Young? I mean, do you move up from two to one just to give the Bears another first-round pick a year later just to get Bryce? I don't know. I don't know. If you're Nick Casario, do you do that in Houston? But but I'm just, I'm just rattling teams off. Yeah. I mean, maybe Green Bay needs a quarterback. Yeah, they're not going to go after somebody, though. No, Even if they lose Rodgers, you ride out the Jordan Love experiment for the full season and see what happens. So if you're the Jets – if you're the Texans, if you're the Saints, if you are the, the Saints are a good one that I didn't really think of. I mean, I, I would go if I was them, I'd go hard after any of those guys. Yeah. But maybe yeah. Derek Carr. Like he, he's do, to do me, the, the young need guys one? are the better need one. I mean, it, it's amazing here that we just will sit around and chat and, and we'll come up with eight mm -hmm. teams that all of a sudden need a quarterback. I mean, Washington. Washington needs a quarterback. Or are they gonna go with Sam Howell? I mean, it's just they're yeah. Geno Smith is a free agent, correct? He is. He might not be back in Seattle. Seattle might need a quarterback. Geno Smith might be an option for one of these other teams. You know what I mean? He's going to be less expensive. But do you believe in him? I don't know. I could do an hour on this. Does, I'll, right? end it, I'll end it here. Rodgers, done, back, elsewhere. Elsewhere. This is the – here's why I think it's the third of the three options. It's so tricky with his contract. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Somebody's going to get on. You can't cut him because the cap hit is too big. You'd have to wait until after June 1st to cut him. And that's just too late. Um, most teams have their quarterback situation settled by then. This opens up a whole new can of worms. If Lamar isn't in Baltimore, then one of those he, guys is in Baltimore. He and will be. Lamar will, Lamar will be in Baltimore. He I just agree. may not be playing in Baltimore. They're right. going to franchise tag him, and he might hold out. But he's going to be in Baltimore. Yeah. So let me just stand Rodgers here for a second. To me, the only options are he retires or he comes back to Green Bay. Yeah, I, I, because of his contract. The cap hit is too big to trade him. It's just yeah. too big. And, and it, again, it penalizes you too much if you cut him. I see all these experts out there saying Green Bay's got to cut ties and, and move on. Okay, but from a cap standpoint, yeah, you can't just you do can't it. can't explain That's it to yeah. me. It doesn't make sense. When and, and all the talk is that there was this agreement between the Packers organization and Rodgers that when he signed that three-year $150 million deal, that he committed to them for at least two more years. I think Brian Gunkus, the GM, was like, yeah, we expect him to be back because those were the conversations we had. Now, if he retires, that's completely different, right? Something has changed. He doesn't feel yeah. like playing anymore, doesn't see the potential to win. I mean, whatever. they still think a cap hit, right? That's what we saw the other day, which I was they, like. They still do. My yep. mind was blown by that, by the way. Which, again, I think is why they felt like they had a little security, like this guy's going to play for two more. Yeah. Um, it's... I know. I know people who are watching it may be bored by it at this I, point. I'm I am, infinitely I am, interested by it. Me too. Fascinated. I'm fascinated by it all. all right, we didn't do something last week. Can I slide this in here? We'll take another break here shortly. I love this.
best head coaching job currently vacant. And we are going to do our pick six vodka picks here at the divisional round. We've got away yeah, from so we'll the games entirely. This is all off season stuff here, but I'm, I'm almost as interested in, in all this as, as I am the games themselves. Yeah. These are the head coach openings right now in the NFL. Best one this for was, you. This was an easy one for me. Uh, my answer is Indianapolis. And I don't think it's really all that close. Maybe Carolina, but Carolina doesn't have a good enough quarterback to be competitive at this point. For me, it's Indianapolis, and I know they don't have an answer at quarterback either, but they're the most stable organization. They feel like a real football team that tends to make good decisions. They've got a really good I don't blueprint. They've got a good, uh, what do we call it, core of guys. Yeah. You've got to add a quarterback in. I think if you put a good coach in, they're in a really good spot. I wouldn't touch... Denver or Houston with a 10-foot pole. They're disasters. Disasters. Why, why didn't why didn't the Colts come up in this conversation here? I don't know. They should have. Well, then we've got another opening. So perfect. One of those guys will end up there. <laughs> but we can't we've decided we're gonna scratch Aaron Rodgers from that list. So and I don't see Aaron Rodgers playing in Indianapolis. I'm sorry. Right. I, I don't care if he's chasing a ring. He's not going to Indianapolis. That doesn't it doesn't fit him as whole person i know you're like well he's in green bay yeah but he was forced into that situation he's not choosing indianapolis that would that would surprise the heck yeah, for me it's indy um like i said denver and houston are untouchable and i understand that sean payton may take one of those which good for him um but yeah if i'm a coach that's getting my first head coaching job i get some guys are going to do it but like houston has now fired its coach two times in a row after one year that that to me spells bad news from top to bottom. Casario is, it feels like a, a huge disaster. Yeah. Arizona. I don't want the Kyler Murray situation. No. First Kyler Murray isn't healthy. They have a ton of money tied up in him. JJ Watts retiring. The DeAndre Hopkins situation is unclear that there's, I don't want that either. So it's Carolina or it's Indy for me. And I'm taking Indy. DeAndre Hopkins and Tom Brady to the jets. Get it done. Joe Douglas. Um, I think, I mean, the Houston thing, if it's Sean Payton, though, he's going to get more than a year. We know that. And then doesn't that become attractive, Houston? You're just, you're starting from scratch here. You have all kinds of draft picks. Thank you, Cleveland. Um, I I don't know. That wouldn't be me. I'm, I'm interested in that one. I think a lot of players like the idea of being in Houston or Texas, no state income tax. Um, and I'm with you on Denver. You can't get away from the Wilson contract. I'm with you on, on Kyler Murray, not not an effective NFL quarterback. Um, Carolina, I don't know. I know the owner's got more money than, than David Tepper's got all. Well, yeah, but, they're paying Matt Rule to coach the Nebraska Cornhuskers right now. And I don't know, who, who do you love with Carolina if you were to be the head coach? Like, where are you starting? You're starting with needing a quarterback, but then do you love the receivers? Is Chuba Hubbard a good enough running back for you long term? Is that they, they they've traded some pieces on defense? I don't know. I, I I'm also Indianapolis. In they have a good old line. They have they have uh, the hexes. I always want to call him Jonathan Stewart. Why do I Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. Um, it's Indy. Yeah, they have a good defense. I mean, they've got Franklin on that. De- like it, it's a good. They're good enough. They weren't good this year, um, which I was surprised at how poorly they played at times, but. Yeah, I, I'm interested in Indy. I think it's the best situation. I'm also interested in what guys get head coaching jobs. Like, are we going to retread or are we going to give Eric Bieniemy his chance? Are we going to 
Are we going to hire Dan Quinn back? Are we going to, yes. you know, is uh, there it's Sean just Payton will get a job to me? I, I agree. And I don't know that he should. He might just be one of those guys that is a better coordinator than a head coach. You're talking about Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he'll right. get, I know he's a hot name, but there are a lot of others. I've seen a lot of new names, which is nice. I enjoy, but I'm also infinitely interested in the head coaching carousel. Back in a minute here on Honorado and Company, the Pick 6 Vodka NFL Pick'em. Some baseball on the way as well. Those top five power rankings that surprised the heck out of me today. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you. Providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day. Like we have been since 1957. Helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpen House. Okay, Ash, let me divert just a little bit here because I feel like talking about this now. This, mm-hmm. this show is not... Uh, you do what you feel. You're the yeah, boss. We're winging it a little bit here, and we'll get to the pick six vodka and we'll pick them the predictions for the divisional round here uh, any moment. I've been teasing it all all show. Let me just say, you found these. Didn't even know they existed yet for me, okay? Yeah. Astros are number one. They're defending World Series champs. They've been in American League heavy for six years now. Okay, I'm good with that. Braves. Shocked me. Yankees? Mets, too low. Padres? Maybe about right. Yeah, Yeah. seems about right. Where the heck are the Phillies? I'll tell you where they are. They're eight. Who is six and seven? The Dodgers are six. The Blue Jays are seven. The Phillies are eight. The The Rays are nine. Just won the National League pennant. They had a two games to one lead on the Astros mm-hmm. and they got better. They got markedly better. And I know Bryce Harper is going to miss half the year. Mm-hmm. And then when he comes back, he might only be able to DH, but they're better than last year when they made it to the world series and had a lead after three games over the Astros. Yeah. I, that's what the Braves being second surprised me. And yes. then the Phillies just not being included. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. This, this, yeah. These are last year's rankings. I'm dropping the Braves out of the top five. And I'm not saying they're not in the top 10. That's but I, I've said that I think the Phillies and Mets are both better than the Braves. So for me, the the Braves aren't in the, in the top five for me. I'm pushing them up. I'm going to go like Mets two, Padres three, Phillies four, Dodgers five, Yankees six. Like there's, you know, I'm... 
I can't believe you've got the whole, basically the whole AL East in the top 10, by the way, you're just missing Boston, which to me is a little bit crazy, but yeah, I, I was shocked by them too. I, I would have different rankings, but I'm not an expert. So Sorry, you, you, you were reading them. Baltimore is in the top 10. No. Oh no, okay. no, but the blue Jays in the race. Sorry. Yeah. I thought, Oh, wait a minute. No, this is really a bad no, ranking. They're, no, they're not. Okay. Uh, this is coming to the AAA level this year. Electronic strike zone. They call it ABS, automated balls and strikes. When will it reach the majors? Because I'm with you. It is coming. Major League Baseball has already adopted for this coming year um, a pitch clock, yep. larger bases. Uh, they are eliminating the shift. You can only throw over and check on a guy or try to pick a guy off a certain number of times. So So those are four big changes. This is coming. How soon do you want it? I mean, it's coming anyway, so I I don't care. I don't necessarily want it. I enjoy... I enjoy Aaron Boone getting thrown out because he argues balls and strikes. That, That, for me, is a fun part of the game. But it's coming, so I don't really care when. My guess is it'll be here in – we'll go two full seasons and then it'll be in the majors. Yeah, I think if it goes – if it works swimmingly, the AAA level, I think you could see it next year. If if there are kinks that need to be worked out, I'm with you. It would be the 2025 season. But I think no later than the 2025 season. I'll tell you what I enjoy is the change in the NFL that I think all sports should adopt is like when something is obvious, New York just calls down into the headsets and turns it over. We don't need a whole review process. We don't. And it's just keeping the game moving. That needs to happen at all levels in all sports. Like, let's just make the call based on what we see in New York or wherever the the offices are, push it through and move on. We don't need the headsets and that unless there's a challenge, we don't need all that. Yeah, different for the playoffs, and it's yeah. and it's been really effective this year. Yeah, all right, here we go with our predictions. And now your weekly NFL pick'em, presented by Pick Six Vodka. Okay, Ash, I always ask this: How are we? doing uh you oh my had a god i'm over 500 how about that how about <laughs> that it's been a long road but you're there and you finished the regular season now this is our guy john Conlon, who does the graphics yeah. we said on last week's show you know what we don't have to add in the playoff record into the regular season rec into the regular season record ash won the regular season let it stand on its own john did this on his own thank you john because you you put me now within a game of ash instead of the two games i was behind yeah. her yeah now listen i if over 500 is over 500 that could change uh Again, in five seconds we're picking straight winners so it's yeah. it is certainly easier uh patrick um, we see you buddy we'll be with we you in a few firewolf segment still to come here uh 45 minutes into each and every show is, is uh, the right, way we follow we the pack. The same thing here. So Jags Chiefs, um, boy, that comeback by Jacksonville was fun, but I no. just don't see them finding a way at Arrowhead. No, me neither. On the road. And I think it'll be a fun game. I do too. Um, you better not get down 27 nothing to that Chiefs team because they're not going to let you back. They're, they're just going to stomp on you and put you in the ground. I, I'm so. with you. I, I think this is a fun game. I think Jacksonville comes in playing really loose, 
Lawrence can't play any worse than he did in that for, from the first half in that game. So can't play much better than he did in the second half. It's crazy. What do you have to lose at this point? Right. Go sling yeah. it. I think I think Doug playing, Peterson will die off all kinds of crazy stuff. If you like offensive play calling and the masterminds of it all, Peterson and Reed, two of the best to do it. This should be yeah. fun. Yeah. And listen, I, I don't know that there was a coach better than Doug Peterson last week, and I'm not sure that there would have been a coach better in that position than he was. He's unbelievable. You're on your Giants here. I'm on the Eagles. On the Giants. Straight winners, the Saturday night game, Giants at the Eagles. I was going to pick straight chalk, we... and I couldn't do it, so I had to pick one that I felt would be yeah, okay. would and make look, me different. You Just said Giants are your – you give them the best shot of any road team – to win this weekend. We both like the Bills. I'm not coming off the Bills till they lose. I don't have to pick them to cover anymore. Right. So We both like the Bills. It, it, it feels like one thought I had that I spit out earlier when we were talking about Buffalo. It feels like the Bills had their clunker. And now they put it behind them. Yep. They played to their full potential. And I think we... I think we really start to see that on Sunday, three o'clock kick at Orchard Park. And DeMar Hamlin's been around the team all week. I, I think he's probably there on Sunday as well. Cowboys. I like I'm riding the Cowboys. Road, this is your road team upset. Yes. Um, I like do I believe in them? No. Do yeah. I do I think the pretty perfect run has to end at some point? Yes. Yeah. It might come in 2023 in the fall. I don't know. <laughs> but it's going to end at some point. Give me the Cowboys here. They're as talented as the 49ers and maybe more so. No. Um, give me Dallas here. Feeling good. The, Brent Maher misses four extra points. They still win a game against Tom Brady. So give me the Cowboys to find a way Sunday night. He misses four extra points. They're not winning that game, let me tell you. No chance. Uh, the The 49ers have the best defense in the league, and I, I don't think it's all that close. Um, and, yeah – Brock Purdy hasn't had to be great, and yet he has been. He hasn't done anything to lose those games. He hasn't made the big mistake. He's thrown three touchdowns here, two touchdowns there. They've got Christian McCaffrey. They've got Brandon Ayuk. They've got Debo Samuel. Like, there is just too much talent. For me, there's too much talent front, back, sideways, special teams on the San Francisco 49ers to lose to that Cowboys team. Mm, Okay. Um, The recap, it's quick. But there you go. I know we're um, losing teams. It's pretty sad. Yeah, we're uh, we're different. Uh, we got two differences. I like it this week, which makes it a little more interesting. Okay, yep. all right. Um, what team are you rooting for that maybe you didn't pick this round? None, because I didn't pick the Cowboys. I would never root for them. I didn't pick the Eagles. I would never root for them. No part uh, of you rooting for Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. It, I guess that would be it. It would. Jacks. I could get behind Jacksonville. I always just think, like, do you want Jacksonville in an AFC championship game? It's kind of weird. We've seen it before, but it's kind of weird for me. Sign us up for Chiefs, Bengals, Chiefs, yeah. Bills, yeah. any day of the week. Yeah. yeah. So Jacksonville, yes, is my answer. Okay. All right. All right. We're back in 30 seconds. Uh, follow the pack, the Albany Firewolves, which we do here each and every single week on Honorado and Company. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs at the campground, getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. 
Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Marcella's Novice Performance Industrial Pick Six Vodka, Saratoga Courage Distillery, Nyscoba, Alpenhouse, of course, oh. and the Albany Firewolves, a partner of the show this season. And we are so pumped to have them as part of our Follow the Pack segment each and every single week here. Ash, this is a team you know very well. You cover them each and every single week as the sideline reporter for the Albany Firewolves. And we do this uh, every week. Let's bring in our player this week, and it is Patrick. Patrick, I'm going to say Kashalk, but as with a last name like Honorado, I try to get these things right because most people screw up my name. So give it to us straight, man. Uh, it's uh, Kashalk, like K-S, then Chalky, right? With. There we go. I, it's funny. Yeah. I said to Chris, I'm like, I don't know how to say it because I haven't met him yet, but I've heard Kashalk. Yeah, so it's yeah, I've uh, I've had that going my whole life, but I just want to say thank you for having me on, and I'm excited to be here. Dude, thank you for doing the show. We appreciate you taking the time uh, ahead of a game Saturday night at home against the New York Riptide. Um, how do we get this thing back on track here, Pat, um, as you guys look to get a victory at home? Um, I think the big thing is just uh, sticking to what we know and being ourselves. We just have to focus on what we have in the locker room and just um, – we kind of lean on those veterans. They should, they've been showing the young guys uh, the way, and it's been letting us play pretty freely. And we got a really, we're really up unselfish up, up front, so they can kind of pass the torch around and uh, take turns leading the way. So um, we just got to focus on being ourselves, and I think we're really confident in that. Patrick, how big is last Friday? You get Halifax back to back, and that game played out very similarly. To, I think two of the other games that you lost this season, it was tight down the stretch. You're trying to win faceoffs without a guy like Joe Nardella. So you're like kind of scrapping at possessions, but this one went the other way. You guys finally got, you know, you call a timeout, you get a game tying goal, you force overtime, you get two stops in overtime, which is big. And you give your offense a chance to win the game. And they do from a confidence standpoint, do you need a game like that to know, like, yes, it is possible to win you know, a game late that's close, even when possessions are tough to come by. Uh, I'd say every every game in this uh, in this league is really important, and uh, we celebrate all the little victories inside those games. But the games are—it's uh, nice to finally close one out. Uh, we had a couple late where we didn't close out, and it just shows that we can play a full game and close teams out. Um, anytime you go into Halifax or like a place like Buffalo and come out with a win. Uh, you're really excited, but we're starting to expect those. Even though we have a young group, we're coming in confident. We want to play fast. We want to play hard. And we're playing to win. We're expecting to win. So um, it's it's really exciting what we got going on. I don't want to put words in your mouth, so change them if, if I'm wrong here. But the way this league is is designed, it would be easy. For a team to uh, for a team that's played together for five years to be disjointed because you might just be coming in on a Friday or a Saturday to play a game the next day or even that same day. So it, it would be difficult to build and keep chemistry given all of the new guys on this team. Has that been more of a challenge? In the lacrosse uh, world, I don't think um, 
culture is our our biggest problem. We just have to uh, kind of deal with some um, out, outstanding factors that we can't control. We have great culture. We have a great locker room. We're very accepting. And especially being a young guy, you come in and you got older guys um, teaching you the rope, showing you the rope so you can play and be impactful right away. If you're on the floor and you're in the lineup or you're in that locker room, the veteran guys don't want you to not be impactful. They want everybody in there to have a purpose and they do a great job showing that and teaching and holding your hand if you need it. So I don't think culture is an issue at all. You just have to work with some of the um, outstanding factors. We're talking to each other every single day. We're communicating every day. Um, We're watching film. We're practicing on our own and we're keeping track with other guys to see what they're doing on their own. So I don't think um, that chaos is, is an issue. It's just you have to deal with some of those outlying factors like flight and all that. But that's part of the game, part of the league, and we're, uh, we're ready to handle anything. It's good insight. Patrick, you are, you are one of those young guys that you, you referenced. You're a rookie in the NLL, but you've got a goal and four assists. So you've been impactful in the first four games. What has this transition been like for you, just kind of getting used to whether it's the speed of the NLL game in box lacrosse or, or what have you? Uh, the speed is very is a big jump. Um, the IQ of players is what I found is the biggest. So sometimes um, in junior, I'd like to be like an aggressive guy, go out pressure all the time. And there are still times for that here, but sometimes less is more. And you just got to listen to the older guys, communicate and just play your role. And if everyone knows, understands their role and does that, we're confident in what we can do. Ash, I'll give you final word here. Yeah, no, Albany Firewolves hosting the Riptide. And this is a Riptide team that just traded one of its stars, uh, Callum Crawford. So this is going to be a team that looks pretty different here. Um, but they're a winless team. Is there something to be said mm. for kind of the, I dangerous, guess, dangerous. Yeah, the dangerousness or the the way that a winless team plays trying to get that first win and, and you still have to kind of account for it's not that they don't have talent. They certainly have talent, obviously, too. Uh, for this league, I don't think it matters if a team's 4-0 or 0-4. You're coming in with the same attitude, and you don't, you don't even look at the record. You just you watch the film, you understand the scout, and you come in and you want to do your job, and we're confident in that, and we want to come out with a victory every single night. So we're not looking past them whatsoever. We're, we're excited to play more lacrosse, and we're excited to get a victory, and we want to work for that. Pat, we appreciate the time, man. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us here. Good luck Saturday night. You'll see Ash on the sidelines, and uh, and we'll be watching from home. If you are at home and not going to the game, you can catch it on our sister station, My Four. Again, face off at 7 o'clock. Thank you, man. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. I love the insight there that like, yeah, there, there are some things that we just can't control. It's the classic like control we can control. Yep. But, but the response I thought was it was enlightening to me anyway that like, Actually, we're not worried about not spending yeah. every day together, every minute, every day together. We're, we can we can figure this thing out. We just have to yeah. look past the challenges, as he called them, of travel and that type yep. of stuff. And the difference is, it's they always say it's across the board, so everyone faces the same yeah. hurdle. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not an unfair advantage or disadvantage to any one team. This is how the league works. This is how they've made it work, and and they understand that. Fair. Okay. 
All right, let's keep things rolling here on Honorado and Company. The performance industrial dirty difficult done still to come, but mm -hmm. we did promise some hoops at the top of the yeah, show. We'll That's what I want to do here uh, right now while we can. Check. And are you paying attention to what's going on in Sacramento? They are, are. leading their division, the Kings, mm -hmm. and they're third in the Western Conference standings. They've won five in a row. Like the they beam, are, baby. A season high, seven games over 500. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Herter is having had his best season of his career. Better than 41% from downtown. And he's got career highs in points per game and just overall field goal percentage as well. He's playing so well. He had eight assists on yep. Wednesday night, too shy of a, a career high overall. Um, he's playing well. The Kings are fun to watch. They're doing they it without their best player right now in DeMontis Sabonis. So I don't know about lookout Western Conference, but but it's They've fun already done more than anyone thought they would, and it's fun. It's fun. Like, who would have thought people outside of Sacramento, California, and Albany, New York, for Kevin Herter's purposes, would be interested in the Sacramento Kings? It's yeah. It's fun. Like they're making Sports Center at night, the light, the beam thing. It's become a whole cultural phenomenon, which yes. is what makes it so great. They played at, I, I want to call it Staples Center all the time. It's crypto.com arena yeah. now. Um, and there were chants of light the beam <laughs> and let's go, Kings. I mean, that's I mean, on the road against a Lakers team with the King on that roster. A bad Lakers team. If it's a good Lakers team, that's not happening. But it's not a good Lakers team. So you get some people in California that are on the bandwagon, as we call it. It's fun. The Kings LeBron bandwagon. is charging hard towards Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is going into Friday. They play Friday and Sunday, the Lakers do. Um, the 283, if you if he were to, to score his season average, per game yeah. average, um, it would take what him nine that, games. Five a game, twenty. Nice. He's got twenty. He's close to thirty a game. So um, nine games to get there. Okay. So at this rate, before the All Star break, I'm going to just keep rolling here. Roll it. Your, your Q's team, Joseph Gerard the Third, having his best season, wearing orange right now. Kerr highs in points per game, field goal percentage, and when he wasn't making the three the other night at Miami, he was getting into the lane. He was bodying guys up. He was playing in the post. That was impressive to see. The Orange are 12 and 7, but they've won nine of their last 12. So they're trending upward since the beginning of December. This is a tournament team for sure, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I don't think many experts have them in the tournament that I've seen. Um, so we get them but the problem, it, the problem will ultimately be the ACC. It'll work again, as it always does. It will kind of work against itself in a good way. This, this year, there are a lot of teams in the – listen – the other night, Syracuse was five and two before they lost to Miami. They were tied with five teams for third in the ACC. Duke and UNC were four and three. So this is at Clemson seven and zero. Oh. This is a team, uh, a conference that's sort of been flipped on its head. Yeah. And you know, people are going to have trouble leaving Duke and UNC out of the tournament if they wiggle their way a little bit up there. So there won't be as many teams in out of the ACC as I think there probably should be because their records will be mediocre when they all beat up on each other. So I'm not convinced it's a tournament team, but this is the most fun I've had watching Q's basketball because, and I said this to you the other night, yep. 
this is the most players that Jim Beheim has played in since I was in college, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, th- he's playing nine guys, three freshmen who are contributing. Like, th- this hasn't happened in a really long time, but it feels good. It feels fun. It feels different. And I think that's it's kind of gotten us away from the stagnant nature of it all. All right, some football to end the show. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Presented by Performance Industrial. And a weekly shout out to Bill Miller and his team at Performance Industrial, where there is no job too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. Ash, you're always up first. You know that. All right. Well, my dirty difficult done is about how painfully difficult. Number one, it was painful to watch the game, but this just made it all the worse. And if you haven't seen the reaction of the Manning brothers on the Manning cast to all of Brett Maher's missed PATs, you should watch it because it was funny. Um, But it was it was awful. And I really felt bad for the guy as bad as it was to watch. He obviously nobody on the planet wants to be this guy. And once you miss the second one. Well, now it's all in your head. And you could tell on the third one, he completely overcorrected and yanked it the other way. It was hard to watch. I felt bad for him. The ki- the Cowboys have signed another kicker to their practice squad. They say Brett Maher is going to kick this weekend, as yeah. he should, yeah. unless he literally can't kick a field goal in practice this week. Yeah. My guess is he'll be back in there. I think there's no more difficult job in the NFL or in a lot of sports than to be a kicker because you get all the worst and all the best and it's it's tough, but he's yeah. a, he's a good kicker. He had a, a really good kicker. He missed three extra points all of the season, brutal and then night. missed three in the the game. Four. Four, I know, but I mean to start. I yeah. know, I know. All right, the QB uncertainty with the Giants is done. It's done. Daniel Jones has quieted any talk about whether or not he is the quarterback going forward and long term. This is. Now, Daniel Jones isn't just going to be the quarterback next year. This is 2020, fall of 23. He'll be there fall of 24, fall of 25. This is going to be a four- or five-year contract for Daniel Jones because Brian Dable has unlocked something in him. He's throwing the guys no NFL fan could name before the season even started other than maybe Darius Slayton. Okay? So I don't want to hear that he can't get the job done. He's getting it done with talent that nobody knew existed. And that's credit to Brian Dable. Daniel was Jones, in certain he's gone. He's the quarterback as long as Brian Dable is the coach because Brian Dable deserves all the credit and more for Daniel Jones. And you know Brian Dable isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Our time is up this week on Honorado and Company. Enjoy those football games this weekend, everybody. They're going to be great.